0: Welcome to the City Pentecostal Church Sermon of the Week. We begin with a new theme this month, which is all about helping you to manage divine treasure. Today, we're joined by guest speaker, Henry Kachaje. Henry is a motivational speaker, business and leadership consultant, author, entrepreneur, and personal development coach, and is currently the president of the Economics Association of Malawi. In today's message, Henry shares with us fundamental principles of biblical stewardship of our work and how work is not a curse but a blessing from God given right at the beginning of creation before sin entered the picture thanks again for joining us and we hope you enjoy today's message with guest speaker Henry kachaji
1: brother Henry is a is a man of God I, I'm, I'm I'm not going to embarrass him by saying much but I have watched his writing and his comments over the months and years that I've been here and I have appreciated the fact Mm -hmm. that he stands oftentimes in very challenging places and in very influential places and he speaks for God Mm -hmm. and he declares truth and uh, if our nation would listen I think many things would be much better so the Lord bless you brother Henry as you (coughs) Bring the word of God to us today.
2: I've been asked, today is Labor Day. Uh, Who remembers that it's Labor Day today? And who is excited that it's Labor Day today? (laughs) Um, So being Labor Day, I would like to talk about stewarding our work. And the first verse that I would like to share with you is this one. The Lord God took the man, and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. I used to think the Garden of Eden was supposed to be a resort place, somewhere where you go and relax and just sit by and enjoy the vineyards. And I came to that verse. Man was put in the Garden of Eden to work it. I said, wow. <clears throat> So, it's God's will that we should work. How many of you are excited that tomorrow is a holiday? At least let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Well, which of the pictures represent you every time you think about a Monday morning? Uh, many of us, I uh, think it's advanced a little ahead of me. I wanted that one. If you look at it, many of us seem to think work is a curse. And it's like, ooh, it's, it's, it's Monday again. And we are not excited to go to work. Um, but I would like, probably by the end of the sermon today, you should be the other person who wakes up on a Monday morning and says, wow, it's Monday morning again, let me go to work. I can't just wait for Monday. When when it's Friday, you you are so worried and say, ah, come on, I want to get back to work. (laughs) I don't seem to get a lot of amends for that one. Uh, But let's hope it will will happen. (laughs) So, Let's look at another piece of scripture, uh, which is, is, is coming next. It's um, this one. Even God himself worked. Now, I tried to look at beautiful pictures of some of the works of God. Isn't it beautiful? I mean, by the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So he had been doing work for six days. And by the seventh day, he had finished working. And on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Most of you are here today. It's the seventh day in our calculations. Don't worry about whether it's yesterday or today. But it all depends on where you start counting. So this is the seventh one. And for many of us, we look back, I don't think we have got enough that we can say we can now rest from all the work we were doing. You are resting from resting. (laughs) That's worrying. That's worrying. But if you look at God, he rested after he had finished his work. By the way, God says, six days thou shalt labor. I, I don't know where we got the concept of working only five days and then resting for two days. And then you pray, God, bring a miracle to this country. We want breakthroughs. Breakthroughs for lazy people. We should work. Another piece of scripture I want to share with you is that one in Genesis chapter 2 verse 2. Even God himself, even Jesus, also worked. Uh, we, we, We seem to be coming from a lineage of hard workers. God, Jesus, our brother, our savior, also worked. And one of the scriptures, uh, rather in John four, uh, verse thirty-four, he says, "My food," said Jesus, "is to do." Now, the word "to do" or the phrase "to do" means work, and he called work his food. I would, like, I would like uh, maybe just check with your neighbor. What do you call your food? Just, just check with them, in case <laughs> if if they can tell you what do they call food. For them, would they call work their food? (laughs) And ask them, are you a follower of Jesus? I mean, because if we are a follower of Jesus, then let's learn how he used the terminology he was speaking when he spoke about work. My food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work wow and then you must also wake that's where now I bring you in the scripture says it's not enough just to be saved it's not enough to simply say oh I I used to be like this now I am this I am saved hallelujah and these days there's a very lazy Christianity do you want this type amen it will come to you I mean, on Facebook, you have these pictures of a a key for a Mercedes-Benz, a BMW, and something else. Uh, uh, Type amen, and one of them is going to be yours. And you see so many amens by Christians. Amen, 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 amen. Laziness. You too must work. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer but must work doing something useful with their own hands. They didn't say doing something with their tongue only, or with their knees only. Because again, there is a problem with us Christians. We think we can spend the whole week praying and go home and find food. Now, that's not scriptural you need to do something with your own hands. Not only that you should have something for yourself, but also that there may be something to share with those in need. Now, there is a problem with many of us. We only work as far as we can cover enough for us. As long as I can pay my rent, as long as I can pay my electricity bills, as long as I can buy my own food, I've worked. No, that's not how. The biblical standard is that you must work beyond so that there is something left over to give to somebody else. Now, many of us are not working to that extent. We only work halfway. And for many of us, sadly, we don't even work hard enough To earn enough to cover 30 days. So we even have to borrow to cover the remaining of the 30 days. Now that's not even being a Christian. (laughs) Sorry, the teaching today is a hard one, Uh, but take it. So we need to be people that understand why we need to work. Then there is the concept of stewardship. What is stewardship? Stewardship. Stewardship, uh, a few definitions there. It's it's about the purpose in this world as God has assigned us to do. If we do the purpose of the will or the, of God, then we are being good stewards. It's about being grateful. Somebody who is a good steward is, is somebody who demonstrates that he is grateful for whatever he has been given. You've been given hands you've been given legs, you've been given eyes, you've been given a brain. By the way, prayer does not disconnect brain. Because there are times we think, no, let's just believe, let's just pray, and don't even think. I mean, God will just do it. Now, uh, it's, uh, it's not even how God wants us to be done. We'll, we'll look at some of those. It's You, as a steward, must be managing or you are supervising something that God has given. I took that beautiful picture of these butterflies. These are some of the creations that God created. And these are exemplifying the kind of responsibility God wants us to have on this planet earth to take care of his vegetation, to take care of his creation. We were having a meeting two days ago with somebody quite senior, and and he lamented, and one of the things that he lamented was, look, this country is headed towards something very disastrous, uh, because we are not taking care of the vegetation, and these disasters are going to continue. And then he asked the question, look, if we can feed ourselves when we are 17 million, What gives us the hope? We'll feed ourselves when we are 30 million in 2030. But it's because we we are not teaching stewardship in this country and we are losing out. If you look at um, the next, uh, if we could progress, stewardship. C.S. Lewis, um, I think most of you are familiar with the works of C.S. Lewis, he said something profound and uh, he said, every faculty you have, your power of thinking or of moving your limbs from movement to movement is given you by God. If you devoted every moment of your whole life exclusively to his service, you could not give him anything that was not in essence his own already. So in other words, even the stewardship God is calling us is the stewardship of looking after yourself. Now, there most of us are doing a very bad job of looking after our own selves. But that's not the discussion of today. Uh, Let's discuss that uh, maybe another time. Uh, if we go on, we'll discover four principles that I just want to outline uh, quickly about, uh, this thing is not working, so please help me out that side. Yeah, uh, Bill Pio said something and uh, he put together some principles from the Bible on stewardship. And uh, I was quite fascinated by that quotation. I didn't know there is the Institute of Faith, Work, and Economics. I said, wow, that's a good institute. And then they say the idea of biblical stewardship is about something much more expansive than church sermons. It is where the concepts of faith, work, and economics intersect. I don't know about you, but uh, part of my work uh, every day is, uh, is sometimes is I, I do a lot of consulting with organizations, and there is a general cry that the level of productivity in this country is so low. Uh, one manager was asked, "How many of your uh, how many staff do you have working for you?" His response was so quick about half of them. <laughs> so, so he, he's got. The whole lot, and people ask him, how many are working for you? He says, I just about half of them. We were having a, a meeting the other day with somebody very uh, senior, heading a very important ministry. And this gentleman is a dedicated worker uh, and is a Muslim. And he said something that shook me. I mean, he, he says, if, if my ministry would be able to get at least 10% of the people working, Ah, this country can change. So meaning, even up to 10%, he can't find anybody according to his level of standard of work who can reach that level. And that ministry has been headed by Christians, okay, so, so many Christians, and almost 90, 70, okay, let's say 70, 60% of the people that work in that ministry are Christians that go to Christian churches. But this Muslim says, look, I wish I was able to get only 10% of my stuff working. Anyway, the, the few of the principles. Principle number one, okay, we've jumped, let's go back. Principle number one is that one of ownership. So stewardship is about ownership. God has given us the responsibility uh, to to, to more or less take care of what is his already. Because in Psalm 24, 1 and 2, you already uh, get that very wonderful scripture uh, that says the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. So including you, including everybody. So God owns everything, but he simply wants us to manage it as good stewards. And then we go to the second principle is the principle of responsibility. The principle of responsibility demands that whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. According to Colossians 3 verse 23, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. But I think most of the times, the way we approach our daily work, it's, it's really working for somebody we, we despise. But you are working for God, and let your work be a testimony. The third principle of stewardship is accountability. Matthew chapter 25, verse 19, shares that story about the talents But I just took that verse, uh, which says, After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The Lord is coming back to settle accounts with us. He says, What did you do? Oh, no, I I, I was trusting the Lord that things would happen. I was trusting you'd make a way. There seems to be no way. He says, Yes, but I gave you some ideas. I gave you some hands to to, to be accountable. And then the other principle is the principle of reward. Who would like to get a reward? (laughs) So there is going to be a reward. According to Colossians 3 verse 23, um, since, okay, I'm just reading the bold words. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord As your reward. The Lord is going to reward us. For some good work. That we are doing. And that must encourage us. To be people that are going to be working hard. So let me. Then move on to simply conclude. With a few thoughts. And uh, the other thought. That I would like you to have is that one. Stewarding your work. Brings glory. To God here on earth. If you work very well, if you are a worker who people say, Wow, this person, yeah, I, I can't, I can't just do without them. Then you bring glory to God. John 17, verse 4 says, I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. How are you going to bring glory to the Lord if everything you start, you don't finish? How many of you would like to see the renovations at ShopRite concluded? I mean, honestly, I mean, (laughs) I I asked the same question and says, what are they doing? I mean, there are times I would sit there and see somebody. I mean, all he's doing is laying those first bricks. And he lays only three lines for the whole day. And then he goes. And there's a supervisor who is happy with it. And I tried to put an argument on that on Facebook. People backed it up. No, you don't know. You are not in construction. These things, people need to be careful. He says, Look, guys, this is laziness. (laughs) Stewarding our work. Something else that happens when we steward our work is uh, it is the reason why we are still on planet Earth. Brothers and sisters, If God really wanted us out, he would have already taken us out. But there is a reason why he still wants us to remain here. And the reason is that we should be good stewards. My food, said Jesus, is to do all the, the will of him who sent me and to finish it. So we are still here to finish it. I already shared that verse. But we are here to finish it. And then something else, why we should steward our work. We must do it with full dedication. I like that picture. Uh, That young man has built that model of a structure using only uh, hardboard cartons and bamboo sticks. And he has actually created a whole model of a building he wishes to have in his life. Ecclesiastes 9 verse 10. Whatever your hands finds to do, do it with all your might. For in the realm of the dead, where you are going, there is neither working nor planning, nor knowledge, nor wisdom. Can I just prophesy to you? You are all going to die. (laughs) (laughs) Although I don't know when. So according to that verse, we are all going there to the land of the dead. But before we go, we must do something that will be so proud to say, I lived and there is a legacy that I left. You see, the the problem, uh, and, and this really breaks my heart, in the last hundred years, there has never been any significant inventions by Christians. There hasn't. And Christians are so 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 they've already packed up I mean their bag is already packed up and they sing joyfully this world is not my home I'm just passing by <laughs> now no, to be honest our pastor celebrated 65 years is that passing by I mean if I mean <laughs> if passing by takes you 65 years you might as well do something sensible As you are here. (laughs) And then, okay, let's see the last ones. I would like to conclude by these verses, brothers and sisters. I mean, African women are hardworking. I mean, they are very hardworking. Lazy hands make a man poor. You know, even the Bible knew they couldn't even put the word make a woman poor because it would would be irrelevant. Women already work hard. So they had to use the word man there. (laughs) Let hands make a man poor. But diligent hands bring wealth. All hard work brings a profit. But mere talk only leads to poverty. Do not love sleep or you grow poor. How many hours should you be sleeping? (laughs) How many hours should be should you be working? I, I like what John Haig, Pastor John Haig used to say. He says when he was young, uh, his father would, would call him and his brothers and says, Look, I want you to only work half a day, but I don't care which 12 hours you choose. <laughs> I mean, that's half a day. <laughs> I says, Look, I only work half a day, but whichever 12 hours you choose, it's up to you. Many of us are where we are because we can't be trusted with work. If your company was to make some people redundant, would you be amongst the few that the manager says, no, 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 no. honestly, if we are going to trim, I can't lose this person. Because many of us are so slack in how we do when we go up the higher ladders of management and senior management in this country, it's hard to find Christians in senior positions. They are lazy. You don't rise to positions of high authority being lazy. Actually, many people say they would rather employ somebody who is not a Christian Now, that's not a good testimony Uh, for people whose God worked six days and only rested the seventh. And Jesus came and worked and continues to work. The Holy Ghost continues to work in us. Who are we not to steward our work? Let us pray. Father, I would like to say thank you for the gift of work. We thank you Father because everything we see in your creation is but the manifestation of your work. Father we glorify your name because we have no excuse to be lazy because we belong to a God who is a hard working God. And we thank you because you admonish us to continue in good works. And we are praying that, Lord, we shall be the kind of Christian, we shall be the kind of church that can be trusted with work. We pray that, Lord, our hands shall be diligent. And we are praying and trusting that, Lord, you will make us heads and not tails because we will be obedient to your word and work hard until we accomplish that which, Lord, you've purposed for us to do. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen.
0: You've been listening to the City Pentecostal Church Sermon of the Week with guest speaker Henry Kachaje. We pray this message has inspired and encouraged you to do what Paul wrote to the Colossians while in prison, and that is whatever you do, do your work heartily. Ask for the Lord rather than for men. That's Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. Join us again next Sunday as we continue with the May theme, Managing Divine Treasure, when we will gain knowledge and understanding about stewarding spiritual gifts.
1: Lord, let your glory fall. As on that ancient day Songs of enduring love And then your glory came And as a sign to you That we will love the same Our hearts will sing that song God, let your glory come. Oh, you are good. Indoors. Voices in unison giving you thanks and praise joined by the instruments and then your glory came Your presence like a cloud Upon that ancient day, the priests were overwhelmed because your glory came. Church, would you do something this morning? Would you just lift your hands before God? Open up. Just just begin to thank him for all those great things he's done for you since you met him. Thank him for his faithfulness towards you before you met him. Just give him praise. Lord, your faithfulness is so amazing. You never leave us in need. But God, you are our provider. You are our healer. You are the one who restores our souls. You are living water in the desert places when we are dry and when we are parched. You are that water, God. Your word is bread to us. It's life to our souls. It's life to our very bones. Your word, oh God, is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. You do not change, but your faithfulness Your faithfulness reaches to the heavens. Your righteousness, oh God, is like the great mountains. Your justice, your justice rolls like the ocean tides. But your mercy, oh God, your mercy triumphs over justice. You don't give us what we deserve. But God, you give us out of your mercy... We come running after you this morning and we say you are good. You are good and your love endures. We bless you. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, we bless you. You are good. You are good. And your love endures. You are good. Your love endures, you are good, you are good, and your love endures today. That same love that conquered the grave lives in us.